what a day to be suspended above the great river, held aloft by steel beams and Newtonian physics, to be airborne upon metal alloys and feel the air pass freely around you, to be hoisted aloft by angles and calculations that have been passed down and developed across millennia of human engineering, to be stood upon the shoulder of a great metal giant overlooking the river, whose flow is old as time itself. But this bridge is not altogether separate from the natural world, for although these still beams that raise us to the skies may appear alien to all around them, they are in fact just cousins of that humble spider's web. Although in fact, the tensile strength of a spider's web is far superior to all but the best and most modern human alloys. Turn and walk to the big circular rock. Then wait on the middle of the next bridge. When spiders moved from the water to the land in the early Devonian period, they did not understand the way of the web, in the same way our ancient kin did not understand the way of the bridge. Initially, they just used silk to protect their eggs. Through some fluke or stroke of inventiveness, they then started using silk for hunting purposes. First as guidelines and signal lines, then as ground or bush webs, and eventually as the aerial webs that are familiar to us today. Spiders' webs have existed for at least a hundred million years. We know this through a rare find of early Cretaceous amber just up the road in Sussex. Continue over the bridge and take the first right down to the river's edge and continue walking along it. Spiders produce silk from their spinneret glands located at the tip of their abdomen. Each gland produces a thread for a special purpose. For example, a trailed safety line, sticky silk for trapping prey or fine silk for wrapping it. Spiders use different gland types to produce different silk and some spiders are capable of producing up to eight different types of silk during their lifetime. The most famous producer of silk is the silkworm. The most famous trade route in the world is arguably the Silk Road. Pilgrimages made in the name of a But this isn't the Silk Road. This is Exeter. Here. Now. And you are walking along the Great River. Take a moment to familiarise yourself. Please notice how the head can turn approximately 90 degrees left and right. If you draw your attention to the middle of the front of the head, you should find two viewing platforms. If you now turn your head down and look out of the viewing platforms, you should see two legs driving the torso forward. Moving up the legs and past the food chamber, you'll find the chest. Would passengers please take a moment to take a hand located at the end of an arm which can be found hanging from the shoulder and place upon the chest. Here you should feel the heart, the central engine thumping away. If not, please seek immediate medical advice. And your feet. How are your feet meeting the ground? Are you leaning forwards or backwards? Left or right? Is there tension in your shoulders? Are your hands open or closed or in your pockets? Or are they gesticulating wildly at strangers? Are you warm or cold? What can you hear? Listen closely, and you might be able to hear the water boatmen chatting away, trotting along on the meniscus of the river. It's high tide. Just when the tide comes up high, you know, 
on the sign side. Sang, like Pamlico sang. This is the Pamlico sang. Boy, told it on the sang story. I know my uncle used to always say it, picking on me all the time, you know, when I was young, and you know. We'd be fishing, you know. He said, Come on, let's get going. It's hoi toy on the sand soil. Last night the waterfall, night like moonshine, no fish. Where's my mother, Uncle Wood? He said, Get her going. And he said, Why is a high tide bro? And I said, You know, it's where we live. It's, it's called a high tide bro. High tiders, yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> we want to talk the way we do. In order to talk the way we talk, you, have you really have ha had to have grown up here. What accent is that? A lot of people will look at me and say, "What are you? Is that an Irish, English accent?" And then somebody, the two or three of them together, and then he'll look at the other other guy and say, "Yeah, I think it's more Irish English than English Irish or something," you know, like. And then. I, because I talk funny, a lot of people say, well, how long have you been down here on the Outer Banks anyway, you know? They asked me where I was from. They thought I was from overseas somewhere. And they didn't think, they wanted to know if I was American. I said, yeah. So uh, they, uh, they uh, said, you talk funny. They said, you don't talk like we do. Well, they didn't talk like I did either. Yeah, people make fun of us, yeah. People make fun of us. Don't forget to keep breathing. This is a very important part of walking. And now let us notice how the river has sunk down into the earth, two grassy banks bending down on either side of it, hiding the river from the world above. Down here it's just you, and perhaps a couple of dog walkers, maybe a jogger, perhaps a child. Perhaps there is a short old man with a metal detector. Perhaps the river is frozen over and populated by figure skaters. Perhaps it is early autumn and rust-coloured leaves are spinning in the wind. Perhaps it is a summer evening, and a blob of algae is basking in the orange rays. Perhaps it is the year 3000, and drones are buzzing overhead in the thick black smoggy sky. Perhaps you are on a lunch break, and eating an egg sandwich. around you. Admire how they shift with each passing step, each passing second. Every shade of the Dulux paint range can be seen. First frost, jade white, pistachio whip, ocean ripple, peppermint candy, atmosphere, lagoon falls, mint macaroon, blue reflection, marine splash, teal facade, proud peacock, teal tension, Teal Touch, Teal Ripple, Vanilla Scoop, Apple White, Soft Apple, Fresh Stem, Melon Sorbet, Luscious Lime, Kiwi Crush, Elderflower Tea, 
almost oyster. Nutmeg it is theorised that walking originated amongst tetrapods, living underwater with air-breathing fish that could walk underwater, giving rise to the plethora of land-dwelling life that walk on four or two limbs. Judging from footprints discovered on a former shore in Kenya, it is thought possible that ancestors of modern humans are walking in ways very similar to the present activity as many as 1.5 million years ago. Human walking is accomplished with a strategy called the double pendulum. During forward motion, the leg that leaves the ground swings forward from the hip. This sweep is the first pendulum. Then the leg strikes the ground with the heel and rolls through to the toe in a motion described as an inverted pendulum. The motion of the two legs is coordinated so that one foot or the other is always in contact with the ground. But how do other animals walk? How do horses walk? When walking, a horse's legs follows this sequence. Left hind leg, left front leg, right hind leg, right front leg in a regular one, two, three, four beat. The horse will always have one foot raised and the other three feet on the ground, apart from a brief moment when weight is being transferred from one foot to the other. A horse moves its head and neck in a slight up and down motion that helps maintain balance. Elephants. Elephants can move both forwards and backwards, but cannot trot, jump or gallop. Even some fish can walk, like the mudskipper. Notice the vast concrete slabs beneath your feet. Admire the engineering that has gone into laying them down. Imagine the weight of them. Imagine the weight of all of them combined. Concrete is a composite material composed of a hard, coarse material bonded together with a fluid cement that hardens over time. On a human timescale, use of concrete goes back for thousands of years. Concrete-like materials were used since 6500 BC by the Nebataea traders or Bedouins who occupied and controlled a series of oases and developed a small empire in the regions of southern Syria and northern Jordan. They discovered the advantages of hydraulic lime with some self-cementing properties by 700 BC. They built kilns to supply mortar for the construction of rubble wall houses, concrete floors and underground waterproof cisterns. The systems were kept secret and were one of the reasons the Nebataea were able to thrive in the desert. Some of these structures survive to this day. The earliest large-scale users of concrete technology were the ancient Romans, and concrete was widely used in the Roman Empire. The Colosseum in Rome is built largely of concrete, and the concrete dome of the Pantheon is the world's largest unreinforced concrete dome. Today, concrete is the most widely used human-made material. The world record for the largest concrete pour in a single project is the Three Gorges Dam in Hubei Province, China, by the Three Gorges Corporation. The amount of concrete used in the construction of the dam is estimated at 16 million cubic metres over 17 years.
How does the concrete feel beneath your feet? Is it bouncy or is it hard? Is it shiny or is it dull? Notice the cracks in the concrete on the river's edge. The long thin gardens that rise from the tiny breaks. You may see yarrow, purple loosestrife, fleabane, wheat, dandelion, brassica, budlier, perhaps a tree sapling. But there is one plant which rules the riverside. Grass. are the fifth largest plant family. Grasslands such as savanna and prairie where grasses are dominant are estimated to constitute 40.5% of the land area of the earth, excluding Greenland and Antarctica. Plants in the grass family are the most economically important plant family, providing staple foods from domesticated cereal crops such as maize, wheat, rice, barley and millet, as well as forage, building materials, bamboo, thatch, straw and fuel. The grass is always greener on the other side. Sandstone, Milo Mocha, Caramel Latte, Soft Stone, Malt Chocolate, Crispy Crumble, Dusted cappuccino, rope swing, muddy puddle, caramel cream, cookie dough, warm truffle, soft truffle, ancient artifact, dusted damson, intense truffle, cocoa powder, hazelnut truffle, conca, roasted coffee. Oh, to be at the edge of a riverbank, where the boundary is marked between the world of water and the world of air. The world of legs and the world of fins. The world of fire and the world of waves. The world of old and the world of new. The water world is far older than ours, and where life first began. Before there was colour, before there was concrete and grass and walking, there was this river and nothing else. There was no light and dark, just a slow, lazy river, with dolphins and sharks and crocodiles and snakes and turtles and jellyfish and whales and clownfish and shrimp and giant squid and electric eels and octopi and seahorses and salmon and pike and coral and there was no light so they all glowed in the dark and they swam deep down, wondering what else there was to do. So one day they all went up to the surface and the light from their glowing lit up the skies and grass began to grow and a few of the underwater animals jumped onto the surface and climbed up the trees and grew long legs and beat their chests and invented concrete and cars and the internet and started downloading audio guides and walking along the river, listening to made-up creation stories and trying to figure out exactly why the river makes them feel the way it does. At birth, water accounts for approximately 80% of an infant's body weight. But as we age, it becomes roughly 70%. Human bones are 25% water. Water is in everything. 300 tonnes of water are required to manufacture one tonne of steel. One pound of beef requires 1,799 gallons of water. 
one gallon of wine requires 1,008 gallons of water. A 0.3 pound burger requires 660 gallons of water. One slice of bread requires 11 gallons of water. One apple requires 18 gallons of water. About 6,800 gallons of water is required to grow a day's food for a family of four. One pound of chocolate requires 3,170 gallons of water. 500 sheets of paper require 1,321 gallons of water. It takes 1,850 gallons of water to refine one barrel of crude oil. One gallon of gasoline can contaminate approximately 750,000 gallons of water. Each day, we also lose a little more than a cup of water when we exhale. Each cubic foot of Martian soil contains around two pints of liquid water, though the molecules are not freely accessible, but rather bound to other minerals in the soil. There have been no recorded water conflicts on Mars. There is an estimated 326 million trillion gallons of water on Earth. There have been 265 recorded incidences of water conflicts from 3000 BC to 2012. NASA has discovered water in the form of ice on the moon. There have been no recorded water conflicts on the moon. Over 90% of the world's supply of fresh water is in Antarctica. Each day, the sun evaporates a trillion tonnes of water. Most of the Earth's surface water is permanently frozen or salty. Less than 1% of the water supply on Earth can be used as drinking water. Breathe in the water. Breathe out the water. Look at the water. Listen to the water. You are made of water. <laughs>